Welcome to a little special edition of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Canada, the only pinball podcaster that has to take a taxi to go get the two cars he owns. What do I want to do on this episode? I just want to give a little short review of Pirates of the Caribbean. As many of you know, I had been saying for weeks I was going to get a chance to go back and play the game and be walked through the game by someone who really understood the game, appreciated the game, and considered Pirates of the Caribbean to be one of the greatest pinball machines of all time. Uh, That gentleman's name was Serge. He's a listener of the show. He's originally from Queens. And so we met up today. And we played a bunch of Pirates of the Caribbean for, for a couple hours. We also played some other games. So I want to give you my review after finally playing the game with someone who appreciates Pirates of the Caribbean. All right. How, how's that sound for, the, for a little short episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast? Okay. So before I met up with Serge, I also watched the Jack Danger, uh, Eric... Uh, streaming of the game and they did it on February 14th and I finally watched it and I have to say this after watching that stream and after playing the game for a couple hours today I've sort of made up my mind on this game and I think you're going to be you know I I don't know if this is going to shock you but I think you'll enjoy what I have to say so here's my take my overall take on Pirates of the Caribbean I think this game is probably the most confusing pinball machine I've ever played in my entire life. And I and I don't mean that to be negative. I just mean that to be the reality of what this game is all about. And I and if you if you go and watch the Jack Danger and Eric stream, it takes Eric who designed the game. It takes Eric over 15 minutes to explain to Jack Danger how to play the game. Now imagine standing over Batman 66. How long would it take Lyman Sheets to explain to you how to play the game? Probably a minute or two, and then you're in and you're going and stuff is happening. Same with most modern Sterns. It should never take anyone over 10 minutes to explain the rules of a game. And 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 I don't know about you out there, but my my head was spinning when I was listening to all those rules. And then when I met up with Surge, it was the same sort of thing. It was, it was, it was this really complex and overly difficult way to grasp. I think that's a good word, to just grasp what this game is about. And the hardest thing is this. The game just doesn't seem to have any sort of story or narrative in which you can understand. And if you know the movies and you know the storylines of the films, that doesn't really help you at all. From what I can take away from the game itself, it's all about starting the five different films and getting through the five multiballs. And if you go through five multiballs, then that unlocks five wizard modes in which you try to get through all of those. But you could, after hearing about those different approaches, you could just ask one simple question. Oh, why? Like, why am I doing all this? Like, what is the point of this game? Like, is there an overall point of the game? And without a narrative, and without an ability to explain a narrative and a goal, like a simple to articulate goal, it sort of creates an, an atmosphere of like there is absolutely no reason why you're doing any of this other than 
to try and get to wizard modes, but there's no narrative. There's no like connective tissue that emotionally uh, brings you into this kind of experience. And I think that's a real problem in the game. And it, and and for those of you out there, uh, you know, I heard from Serge. He's like, you know, some games are all about modes and getting through the modes. And then other games are all about scoring and stacking stuff. And he's like, Pirates is the best of both of those worlds. And 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 I have to disagree. I think Pirates attempts to do both, but ultimately ends up being an utterly confusing overly complex experience and 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 I and, I, and that's that's how I felt when I finished uh, my two-hour experience with the game today and for those of you out there saying this is the greatest game of all time I I, I want to just vehemently oppose that kind of, of feeling Th- this game is is to me the complete opposite of what pinball is supposed to be Pinball is supposed to be an experience in which within the first few minutes, you are accomplishing something. You have a sense of progression. You have a sense of satisfaction. And I think Pirates of the Caribbean presents the complete opposite of that kind of feeling. In fact, I think Pirates of the Caribbean is more like a role-playing game than a pinball machine. And if you think about pinball, see, pinball to me needs to be more like Super Mario Brothers, the original Super Mario Brothers, okay? Do you remember the game? We all do. You run, and within the first few minutes of that game, you're hitting a brick that has a question mark, and you see the little flower come up, and you grab the flower, and all of a sudden, you can you can shoot fireballs from Mario. That kind of immediate satisfaction pulls you into the experience. For me, pinball is very similar to that, that you need to do stuff within the first few minutes that just feels like you're accomplishing something fun and rewarding that you want to do again. And for me, Pirates of the Caribbean has none of that. It just doesn't pull you in. You have to understand this complex rule set. You have to understand sort of this um, approach to pinball that just doesn't give you the immediate satisfaction that I think pinball needs to deliver. And the other thing I'll say about the game as well is I just don't even feel there are that many satisfying shots in the game. And to to Serge's defense, because you know we spent a couple hours, and he immediately uh, immediately was saying to me how this game wasn't set up properly, that the, that location based pirates is a problem, and and getting someone to love the machine on location is difficult. And so I see, I don't know. All I know is this: we played pirates a lot. And he kept saying that this wasn't working right, that this shot wasn't delivering the ball back where it should. And if only I could play his machine, because he owns one pinball machine, he owns a Pirates. If only I could play his machine, then I'd understand what's going on with the game. And then what happened? We hopped on every new modern Stern, Munster's LE. We played Monster Bash. We played Dialed In. Every other game we played, played fine, but yet... Pirates of the Caribbean didn't play fine. And so I don't know what to do other than to say this game is really finicky. It's very fragile that, you know, playing on location is difficult. Uh, is that is that good or bad? 
And and I think that's the Jersey Jack story is you make a game and the 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 margin of error in how a game is set up, the margin of error in how mechanisms are working is so is so minuscule with, with these Jersey Jack Pirates games that there's a good chance that stuff just isn't working right. And apparently the treasure chest wasn't working quite right. The rocking ship wasn't working quite right. The you know, the scoops were ejecting the balls in a way that he said wasn't the right way compared to his game. And I, and I don't know, like the consistency of gameplay in this game is really problematic. Whereas in a stern machine, the consistency of gameplay is 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 easier to create a consistent experience than it is with pirates. But here's the thing. I'm looking at this wide body game. And I said to Surge, you know, like, where, where are the toys? Like, this game, why is it even a wide body? Uh, you, I, I don't see the reason why this game is being heralded as the greatest game of all time. I think it's got a, so I think it's got an overly complex code. I think what's on the screen is also very complex. But then if I just stand back and say, well, where are the toys that are super impressive? I don't see them. If you remove the rocking upper playfield, if you remove that from the game and you look at Pirates of the Caribbean and you ask yourself, well, where are the toys that are magical in this game? Let's go across the playfield and analyze them. Uh, let's go to the left. You got the treasure chest. This treasure chest is very, very fragile. It's very finicky. Uh, it, it was it, When the balls go up the center to lock in this treasure chest, the balls do this weird thing. They sort of like squeeze out. It's kind of like you're pushing out a turd. And the ball kind of squeezes out to the left. Sometimes the ball, even when it's supposed to lock, the ball squeezes out all the way and it doesn't register the lock. And it's just this weird feeling like the ball's pushing, pushing, pushing. And then thank God when it comes back to the right and it actually locks. But it's very awkward. A treasure chest should be a thing that is very secure. Like it's a chest, right? It, you want it to be powerful and strong. And just watching that ball squeeze towards the left and push out that that whatever's holding it, there it is it is the complete opposite of what I think about in terms of a strong way to lock a ball. A strong way to lock a ball the way a treasure chest should feel. So there's nothing to me that's rewarding about that ball lock whatsoever, okay? All right, then you go to the left. You've got the, the Whirlpool left ramp. All right, I mean, is that a toy? Yes, maybe, kind of. You know, it's cool when it goes down the funnel. For the most part, it's really hard to hit that left ramp. Uh, it, 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 it doesn't give me the, like, the wow satisfaction. Uh, and that's kind of it. When you're done with that, there's nothing else really in the game that warrants this wide body experience. Uh, you've got the you've got the mode start that is uh, in the upper sort of upper to the right side of the game, and that's where like this little white sort of post shoots up, and then the ball is magnetically sent around within these different targets. Uh, there's nothing really rewarding about that. It's not really cool, it, you know. In, in comparison to dialed in, that has so many magnets that fling the ball around in this magical way because you don't see the magnets. I love the fact that there's magnets underneath dialed in's playfield 
that 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 wreck havoc on the ball. But it's like cool because the ball is being grabbed and thrown around in this really interesting way within the middle of gameplay. But Pirates is so strange to me because that white post comes up and a magnet is like throwing the ball around, but there's no reason to even care because the post is up. There's no consequence of that magnet grabbing the ball. It's just up there doing something, but who cares? Because the magnet is, it's all the way at the top of the play field. There's, the ball can never be thrown into the path of the player. It's just locked up there in this like sort of prison cell moving around for you to watch, but there's absolutely no consequence or, or randomness that impacts gameplay whatsoever. And then you've got the spinning disc. And this spinning disc is completely pointless. It, it does absolutely nothing. It does absolutely nothing. It's, it's, it's pointless. It's soulless. It's meaningless. It's just there. The, the spinning disc when we played didn't didn't do anything ever it, it never sent the ball down the middle which is good but it also never did anything random and cool that was also that that you're fighting or struggling with it has absolutely zero impact on gameplay and it also has zero impact in terms of the coding and the game itself and so in the middle of this game you've got this toy that is pointless and how can a game that has a pointless device and toy that takes up this huge piece of real estate how can that be part of a game that is being heralded as the greatest game of all time and and that's just my overall feeling as i walk away from the game is that it's got this wide body where where that just feels unnecessary and there really aren't many things in the game that make it feel like super special and necessary for a wide body. There's no there's no drop targets. There's no other mechanism that makes the ball do something magical. You know, you're really just trying to get through the game. It feels like work. It does feel like you're chopping wood. And Serge and I played this game over and over and over again. And yet, even with all of our efforts, it just didn't feel like we were progressing much through the game. In fact, the game feels like to pro- progress through it would require really, really long ball times. Okay, you know, if you want to, if you want to understand, like that's the reality of owning a Pirates. When Jack Danger and Eric played Pirates on his stream, they played uh, two four-player games, and Jack was. It took like two and a half hours. To get through everything for them. Um, So that's my takeaway on Pirates. Because we then left Pirates and played Monster Bash. And I don't think you could put up the greatest of yesteryears against what is being heralded as the greatest of today. And I don't think anybody who just truly loves pinball for what pinball is. I don't see how anybody could find more satisfaction in Pirates of the Caribbean than in Monster Bash. Monster Bash, to me, is exactly what pinball should be. It's amazingly rewarding shots. It's toys that interact with the ball all over the game itself. Like, there's way more toys in that are rewarding to hit in Monster Bash than in Pirates. 
Uh, the game lights up. You feel like you're going through something. You see movement. You see the kind of movement that you want to see in pinball when Dracula you know, swings across the play field, when Frankenstein comes, comes down. You're also able to understand what to do in the game simply by looking at the lights and seeing you know, the toys interact with the, the way the lights sort of go into sequence. It's so easy to understand. You don't need some pointless compass on the apron to tell you what what is the thing to shoot next. And Pirates of the Caribbean, like, I get it. There's a lot to do in the game. But does having a lot to do in a pinball machine make a game better? And, and, And I disagree that that equals a better, more fun pinball experience. And maybe I wouldn't be so hard on the game if guys didn't consider this to be the greatest game of all time. And in terms of just shot geometry and shot layout, Pirates of the Caribbean is not even nearly as fun to shoot as Dialed In. And Dialed In was a few games down from Pirates at Sunshine, and we played a couple games of Dialed In. And I have to say, immediately off the bat, Dialed In is so much more rewarding to shoot than Pirates of the Caribbean. And even if you don't know what you're doing, there's a good chance you're going to hit the, you know, the guy with the lightning bolts above his hands, and then all of a sudden, you'll hit the scoop of the cell phone, and a mode will start. It's just so much easier to explain to someone what you need to do in Dialed In. Even easier to explain to someone what to do in the Munsters, which we also played. And we got multi-balls, and we got this, and we got that. And, you know, that's my ultimate takeaway. I just think Pirates of the Caribbean is an overly complex, overly engineered game that when you add it all up, when you add it all up and you slap the Pirates of the Caribbean theme on it, it just feels soulless and unrewarding to me. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to feel that way, but I walk away from this machine feeling thankful that Jersey Jack is going to move beyond this game pretty quickly. I don't think this game is going to go down as a classic. I don't think this game is going to go down as the greatest game of all time. I think this game is going to go down as a game that lacked vision. I think it's going to go down as a game that lacked direction. I think it's going to go down as a game that tried to do too much. And I think it's going to go down as a game that ultimately really didn't do anything magical within pinball. And I get that you people who own it are loving it. And I'm not here to change your mind. I'm here to give you my opinion of the game. That on some level, pinball should also be enjoyable, approachable, and entertaining to those people who play it on location. And if the people's facial expressions at Sunshine today who were playing Pirates of the Caribbean were any indication of how enjoyable this game is to flip without having a 15-minute tutorial on how to play it, then I don't know what to tell you. I think this game completely fails to do what pinball, all pinball should do And that is give you some level of immediate gratification because it's pinball. This isn't a role-playing game. This isn't a, you know, 
one hour journey, this isn't supposed to be that. It's supposed to be something that within the first few minutes, you're having the time of your life. And Serge and I then went and jumped on Munster's LE. We jumped on Monster Bash. We jumped on Dialed In. We jumped on Tales of the Arabian Night. We jumped on Star Wars. And I'm here to tell you, when you go between Munster's and Pirates of the Caribbean, you immediately understand why Stern Pinball is so successful and why Jersey Jack Pinball has struggled all these years. I, I think those two games are great games to go between. And Stern Pinball knows how to make a game that is immediately satisfying. And within a few minutes, you immediately feel like you've accomplished something, stuff is happening in the game, and you can you can understand what to do in the game even if you don't have you know, a five-minute explanation. You don't need any of it. You can kind of just pick up on what the game is about. And I just, I just feel like Pirates of the Caribbean is going to go down in history as, as, as a total miss because I think it misses to do what pinball needs to do up front. I do understand that it delivers the depth. I get it. It delivers the depth. It delivers the longevity that a lot of you home collectors crave in a machine. I understand that. I completely get that. And I'm sure for many of you, it's clicked on that level. And once you understand everything there is to understand in the game, then you're really excited to walk up to it You know, after you've memorized what the 22 characters provide. After you understand how to get to the modes and the wizard modes and the multipliers and you understand all of that, you've memorized the entire uh, Keith Johnson approach to this game and then you're like excited to tackle it. And I'm here to tell you that that's not really pinball, that's role playing game, that's chess, that's math and that's why this game is going to cease being produced come March. This is the last month they are making the game, and I don't think this game will ever be remade. I don't think this game is going to go down as a game that people want to see remade, and I think it's going to go down as the worst-selling Jersey Jack pinball machine ever, and I think that's for a reason, and it's not because of what I've said on this show. I think consumers... And I think people who play this game on location, I think they're coming to the conclusion that this game, it's just not where we want pinball to be. And maybe you disagree. Maybe you love it. And that's great. But I think this game is an overly complex mess. And I think that I hope that Jersey Jack Pinball learns a lesson from Stern that you need to make games more immediately satisfying and then also give the depth that makes them ownable for people in their homes. And you have to look no further, absolutely no further, and I'm not saying this because I own it, but you have to look no further than Batman 66 and, and to understand how that you can do both, that you can have both of those things happening harmoniously uh, but you can still, I, I mean, I was watching a dude, just a random dude who had never probably 
he doesn't play pinball. He's not great at pinball. And he had like the penguin crane going and he was excited and he was hitting and he was having fun. You watch the same people walk up to pirates and there's just nothing really moving. There's nothing to do. There's no way you can get into it. Um, so that's my overall take on Pirates of the Caribbean. I really wanted to jump on the machine and feel like my mind would be changed, that my mind would be blown, that I would finally understand why everyone is, who owns one is saying it's the greatest of all time. Instead, it solidified my earlier thoughts on the game, and I will never own this game. I think Willy Wonka, Toy Story, and Guns N' Roses, they will all be standard body machines, and I think Pirates of the Caribbean will never be this like sought after classic. It had its chance to do that. And that's the point I don't get. People are already like jumping forward saying this is going to be some rare Jersey Jack game that people are going to want. And I'm here to tell you enough people have played this game. Enough people have played this game at shows. Enough people have played this game at people's homes. And they are not walking away saying, I need to own this game. This is a magical game. This is a theme I want. These are toys I love. People are not walking away from this game wowed at all. And I get that some of you playing it may feel that way, but I don't feel that way. I never will. And I'm closing the book. I'm closing the book on my opinion of Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it's a complete miss. I don't think it's great. And I look forward to seeing what's next from Jersey Jack. But out of all the Jersey Jack games that have come out to date, I think Pirates of the Caribbean is the worst in terms of my enjoyment of the pinball machine. That is just my opinion. I do look forward to seeing what Eric does next. I do look forward to seeing what Keith does next. I am rooting heavily for Jersey Jack pinball. But this is just not a great pinball machine. This is not how you make great pinball it's too complex, it's too confusing, it's too all over the place, and it doesn't even have enough in it to warrant the wide body nature of the game. And that's just this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. If you disagree, please email me at canadapinball at gmail.com. I will happily have you on the show to, to run counterpoint and explain why it's such a good game, but I just didn't feel it. I left feeling like it was a little bit of a soulless, numb experience. And I think a lot of talented people's talents were wasted or, or get like, they get suffocated by the way this game is approached. And it's just, it's just not designed and not laid out. And the lack of narrative ultimately, for me, sink this game. It, they push this game off the ship. It walks the plank and it will go down as just a mediocre game a couple years from now. You'll see. You'll see. This won't this won't be heralded as one of the greatest games of all time. And I think to call this the greatest game of all time is is the dumbest thing you could possibly say. Canada out. <laughs>